Hi everyone, welcome to episode 5 of Lost in Immersion, your weekly 45-minute stream about innovation. As VR and AR veterans, we will discuss the latest news of the immersive industry. So let's go, Fabien, if you want to start, please. Thanks. Um, so today I want to talk about the usage of VR for uh, medical usage. So um, maybe what comes to mind first when we talk, when we hear about VR usage is maybe um, assistance for uh, surgery on this kind of usage. But um, actually there is um, a much more maybe niche uh, field where VR has really, really um, a very nice uh, impact. Uh, and it's actually been used um, in, in this field for many, many years, um, starting from like more than 20 years ago. And so this is about uh, mental health and uh, managing um, fears. So for example, um, the fear of heights or the fear of spiders or you know, fear of flying, for example. Um, and um, what's really good about VR is it can uh, bring a level of immersion in, uh, for example, let's take the flying uh, example. So the user can be transferred into like a, a plane, um, but at the same time, they know that they are safe. Because they are not actually flying, uh, but still uh, the level of immersion that the VR headset can bring is enough to start to trigger uh, the fear response. And then what how, how that works is just like an exposition, and gradually uh, with multiple exposition to the same uh, stimuli, the fear can slowly um, get better and better. And there are other applications like um, uh, maybe more on the mind mindfulness side or meditation, where um, by cutting um, the user from its environment and bringing the user to another environment, um, maybe a more quiet space or with a special visuals and so on, uh, the the mindfulness can be much more efficient. And um, so, yeah, I think um, I remember trying a VR experience years and years ago where uh, we had to walk on a very thin uh, piece of wood between two buildings in VR. And um, I don't have a fear of hate, but I remember like the first step on that piece of wood was really was so I think you guys might have tested that as well. Uh, I'm not sure, but uh, I'm curious to know maybe first if you have experienced um, such uh, application and uh, how you think we can uh, use that maybe more in the future. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. yes. Um. Yeah, I agree. There is a lot of uh, things to be done uh, when you see the impact on someone that is uh, has a fear of hate, uh, like 
my girlfriend, for example. <coughs> when she did that uh, exact experience, she described Fabian, she was scared uh, as hell to make it even a step uh, on, on the piece of wood. So, yeah, uh, I understand that uh, that can really help uh, slowly, by, uh, like you said, uh, doing the experience several times. The small steps may be less high and increase the high after a while. Uh, that um, can help people to get used to different situations and uh, get less fear when they really encounter that, that kind of environment. And I know for medical, for sure, there is a lot of uh, of use case with the uh, like, uh, training also, and medical uh, doctor and stuff like that, even with uh, force feedback on, on characters and stuff like that. So the real movement can be applied and can really train with physical uh, material. Um, and also for optometry, you know, for to work on your muscle or for your eyes and uh, make them work. Uh, I know there is a lot of, uh, of, of uh, work being done in that area and it seems to help a lot. Uh, because you do the exercise looking at something, but you also can track the eye and see if the eyes are moving correctly. So get really some, some some uh, data around that and then get a better understanding of the issue that the, the patient have and then really target the, his own uh, default, I would say, his own medical issue. So, yeah, definitely the medical. Uh, there is a lot of use case for medical. So, what is your thought? Yeah, so well, um, so first of all, I tried all these uh, to answer Fabian, yeah, and uh, yeah, indeed they are very, very powerful and very efficient in the way of simulating fears of uh, heights of other of the phobia. I would like to add two other uh, main of application um, field of application. The first one is um, about uh, trying to heal uh, people to, who are sociopaths. Uh, I, I work with um, researchers in the jail of Toronto and they are trying to, to bring back empathy for a sociopath killer <laughs> just by showing them uh, the kind of uh, atrocities they, they may endure to their victim. but to uh, an avatar that is looking exactly like them. So they are seeing the pain they inflicted to themselves. And by this way, they are trying to, to reactivate this uh, empathy uh, <laughs> uh, into their brain. Uh, there's the same for uh, sexual harasser uh, as well. So I, I don't know where at what point they are, but uh, you should know that there is this kind of research as well with VR. And uh, the second uh, field of application I would like to bring up is uh, the pain management. Um, I know there is a, so the idea is to immerse yourself uh, instead of using um, uh, it, um, chemical products to, to reduce the pain. And I know that there is the company Bliss in France, and there is the same initiative here in Canada and uh, in, in the US. And people should be able to test it, uh, especially if they are doing uh, spinal uh, extraction, 
uh, because this is a painful act and they don't want to to use uh, too too many products and um, just for you to know uh, uh, this kind of application this kind of application that are very Hurt, hurt less. So you just have to put a helmet on, uh, and they are doing the, the procedure. Procedure. There's no, uh, nothing very, uh, very hard to 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 explain or to 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 put in place. And this kind of uh, initiative uh, took like maybe nearly ten years to be to be validated and used in the medical uh, procedure itself. So we, we can see that the the window of uh, work to to make it done and and give it uh, make it uh, uh, accessible to public is very very long. So I mean, if you, I don't know if you want to add something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I <clears throat> I'm I'm curious to know what you guys think about. Uh, actually, really, that is. Uh, it seems like most of the studies show that it's efficient um, and I wonder <clears throat> why are, are we not seeing more and more um, uh, like at the uh, like at the like national level uh, in every country uh, applications of this because the devices are um, are there um, and not that expensive so is it, is it more about regulations or is there is there is there something else that will prevent um, this type of therapy to be uh, more widely used? Well, I will jump right in because this is a subject uh, I wanted to bring up. <laughs> so there is, oh, okay. I, I get I get mm -hmm. some some answers for you uh, because I read an article this week. It's not a great one, but he's asking the the, the good question. Uh, this is why I won't show it show it on the screen, but. Well, the, the main idea of this article is that, as you said in, in your introduction, is that when you're talking VR or healthcare, uh, or metaverse, sorry, uh, people are thinking about the healthcare field uh, at the second position. So the first one is industrial, and then this is uh, the medical field. And unfortunately, this field is the less uh, advanced in the VR use at the, at the mainstream level. So they had three different reasons why. So the first one is that most of uh, health professional don't have any idea uh, of the reality of the immersive technology and what it can do and can be done. So it's a, it's a lack of knowledge. The second one is that after nearly 20 years of using VR and lots of uh, proof of concept in health care, uh, most of them were just not that good in quality or in meaning because, well, you know, VR uh, has advanced a lot during these past years and they are still thinking about what they saw maybe 10 years ago and they think that it is ugly, that you can get sick within, with, with using it, when using it, sorry. And um, what else? Uh, yeah, this is mainly that they are skeptical about the, the use of VR. And the third reason why uh, we don't see VR that much in healthcare is that because there there is no money. <laughs> uh, it's really hard to get but research budget uh, for for this kind of experiment, and um, there are a lot of pressure uh, 
a lot of results uh, requested. So a lot of companies are not willing to go to this field because it's it's really hard, and uh, you 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 have to to get your a very very solid financial uh, background to to get there. And uh, as I said just earlier, uh, it's uh, six six to 10 years to, to get your product launched because you have all these researches or all this approval to get just to bring a headset to, to someone that is getting uh, an injection. It's a very simple uh, uh, act. Uh, don't so uh, I can't imagine what kind of processes you like. You, you will have to to endure to bring your AR headsets of yards and inside the surgery room, for example. Uh, I know that Magic Leap succeeded in that way, but it took them six years just to get the, the approval. And they are not you; they, they don't have any application yet. It just to to put the Magic Leap inside the surgery room, it took uh, it took them six years. So Seb, uh, what's your point of view on this? I was going to say exactly the same <laughs> part of your, of your explanation, but yeah, for me, the, the time to validate something, it's very long in medical. You have to prove everything uh, that it really works, or you have to measure everything and make the study on how you will measure everything. So yeah, it takes a lot of time. And then uh, when you have five years of back and forth between test and implementation and feedback from user cases. Uh, <coughs> in the meantime, the technology improved a lot. So when you work with a five-year device, you have a, with a, with a very old and dear device. So I think that's the main reason it's not uh, widespread in that uh, domain. But it doesn't mean they are not investing in, in that area. Yeah. Yeah, I um I totally agree. I I think it's um it's an issue that is valid for a lot of other technologies as well actually. Um the the technologies are evolving so quickly, but um regulations, uh, approvals, uh like the regulatory institutions, government as institutions have a very slow process uh, of approval. Uh, so there is uh, a disconnect between what can be done and what is actually uh, used. Uh, we can see this with uh, with AI, which is exponentially growing now. Um, and the reg regulatory um, uh, part of this is just, just starting very slowly. Um, so yeah, this disconnect between speeds of execution is uh, is uh, a problem that I'm. I don't know if uh, we really have uh, a good solution uh, for that, except trying to uh, advocate for it and hopefully make it um, make the reg uh, make the regulatory uh, people more aware of this. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the. Uh, it's it's maybe a bit um, uh, controversy, but maybe we should put some younger folks on the regulation part <laughs> the, that mm -hmm. could understand that things are going very fast and uh, some 
some management way are not the same as it we used to be. Uh, we are you, we know on the development part that we we have now this agile, very short uh, short cycle of development, and this kind of management should be mm. applied as well on other uh, yeah on the regulation or or the government parts. Uh, and and I'm not sure this kind of uh, short cycle is is in application right now. <laughs> I think in France it is. Uh, I, I've seen. I'm sharing my screen right now. I don't know if you can uh, show what I'm sharing, Guillaume. But yeah, uh, sure. I, I saw with the magic uh, links uh, R1, uh, which is not even uh, available yet. They provided to to um, um, labs and. A researcher in, in France, uh, the, the device, and they did a, a training uh, already and, and tried to develop that and see if that could work inside a, a white room, a surgery room. Um, and they did, yeah, really quickly uh, a, a test uh, this year and shared the video. And I think that's quite impressive. And uh, they did it really, really quickly. This is as simple. They just put the heart in, and uh, and it's already, it's ready to go. <laughs> well, they, they had some media and stuff like that. I'm sure it's a prepared scenario, and it's a training, so that's that makes sense that it's quick. But um, they were very quick in, in uh, developing that and making that work uh, as soon as the device was available. The first batch of device. So it seems I just. Uh, Feedback is just that uh, it seems that it's going very quick in, in France. Mm. Well, I, I uh, to 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 make just a, a small sum up to to what I said uh, earlier about the the quality. Uh, we know that uh, to have something realistic, like on on the the video you just saw, show, showed is that to to have something realistic in healthcare or else uh, in general. It's really hard because it's soft tissue, soft tissue, and all these kind of stuff are very hard to render. And uh, I, I, I guess it, it, it uh, augmented this this way that um, uh, else professionals are looking at VR and they are always thinking that it's just a gimmick because it's not as realistic as they would like to. And uh, unfortunately, we we are not uh, on this page. On the technical part of rendering, uh, we are still not able to to do a, a physical, realistic heart or any kind of organs. But if they they can work already with something that is more uh, like like uh, like we saw, I guess we should we should do it. We we shouldn't be waiting for the technology that will be able to to make a digital twin of our. Uh, of our organs for 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 them to work. Yeah, and I think yeah, it's uh, really the the, the training is more about the there's a lot of procedures that to to take care of to make sure that you are not contaminating the patient. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think being able to really simulate everything with the glove with the, the real tool that you are you will be using. 
here with the, the IR headset uh, really makes sense. Mm -hmm. You have a controller, you just have to touch the device so you can really focus on a simulation on what you would like to do uh, in the in the room, uh, in the surgery room, to proceed uh, for, the, for the surgery. So, yeah. Okay, great. Do you have anything to add, Fabien, or do you want to continue, Seb, with your subject topic? Sorry. Yeah, I'm good. Um, Seb, you can, you can go on. Uh, so on my side, I had two subjects. Uh, one was this uh, really use, uh, cool case, uh, use case of uh, using nerve inside the nerve. So in basically using a nerve to get the camera position mm -hmm. and being able to add a nerve inside of it and control the camera position or inside the, the, the other nerve to control the, the, the rendering. And so this guy did it and, and I think the result is uh, really awesome. So here they, they shot a video of the, their space and shot a couple of different environments the same way. And so they are able to make a, a really cool portal uh, on, on their door. And they pushed the concept uh, forward uh, by uh, shooting with the same camera someone in an environment and shooting the same environment and being able to make the, the person huge in that environment and also the, the reverse case where you make yourself uh, huge in, in, a, in a city with the same lighting because you shot everything in the same camera is a drone actually. So yeah, I don't know what you think about that. Maybe some of your thoughts. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think this is very cool. Uh, I'm still uh, questioning the use cases. Uh, what what our yeah, the, the technical demonstration is uh, is awesome. Uh, I'm I'm very fond of uh, of the Nerf technology, but yeah, what well, what the point in this? Uh, in maybe uh, I don't know if you if you want to to do some uh, new way of uh, filming or television. I I don't know what what your your thought about this. I just bring you another question to your question there. <laughs> Do you have any uh, idea what we what could be done? Will, well, uh, just as a cool effect, uh, I would love to see uh, something being done with augmented reality with this kind of idea, where you provide the camera position to uh, a nerve and under directly the the, the nerve in augmented reality. So doing that live, it could be interesting for museum, for example, when you enter mm. a room uh, in another time. Uh, going through a door um, and you go back to another time and you on your phone and see like uh, Versailles of another time uh, where you have actor that comes and, and do uh, like a dance. Because to see this, do you see the user using an AR headset or VR headsets for, for this? Or um, something else? That could be awesome, but a, a phone uh, at the beginning at least. 
A phone, okay. So more on the entertainment and um, maybe the, the 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 infamous wow effect uh, to to get people to experience some new some new stuff. Okay. Mm. Uh, I was thinking on the, on the professional way. part, and I I can't see any any application of this right now. Uh, but yeah, for for entertainment, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree yeah. about the entertainment part. Um, I, I think I, uh, I mentioned that a couple of weeks back. Is I, I'm really a fan, a movie fan. So, uh, if there is a VR experience that can allow me to watch a movie where I can choose my point of view in the movie. Uh, that would be awesome. And if the te technology gets uh, cheaper to use, maybe um, I can um, capture something and send it to, I don't know, to my family um, for them to see, uh, really to be immersed in that memory. Um, so I, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm really um, excited about this. Um, uh, and um, I don't know if this is already uh, technology, uh, if, it, if this technology is already capable of doing real time, um, but if it is, that's really cool. <laughs> I'm not sure yet um, to be given to that, but uh, that, that's the idea to, that's what we need to look for. Well, yeah, well, well when you are editing your nerf, uh, you, you can navigate uh, around your 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 plant cloud or plant cloud, sorry, uh, in real time. But most of the time, they are recording the camera movement to make it uh, better. So it's not a real real time uh, usage, uh, to my knowledge, right now. So what you are uh, saying, Fabian, is that this is, this would be the next step of 360 video uh, in a better way that you can interact and navigate as you like. Am I right? Yeah, it's really yeah. 3D, you can move around. Like a, a 4D, 3D. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. That would be exciting, yeah. With a quite a realistic rendering that you usually don't, don't get unless you spend a lot of money in, in working with uh, uh, the 3D artist. So, so you can confirm to me that right now, uh, Nerf technology is only about point cloud. There are, I know that the, the first test I, I saw that is the meshing part of the, the, of the Nerf is not that advanced as it would like to. They are working on it. Uh, can you confirm my information <laughs> or, or we, we are, are we still, are we already in the meshing part with, uh, with something that is uh, tangible in VR? There is a machine part, uh, but right now you are using uh, the, the perfect rendering that you get with the, yeah. the lighting that you get with the normal uh, mm -hmm. speed. So uh, there is still improvement on this part. Yeah, I've been doing some uh, 3D, scan, uh, 3D scans lately. Uh, 
especially with an iPhone. And uh, I know that there is uh, this, what they call the tide, tide model, where they are adjusting the photograph uh, in a way that you think. Right here, up, they're adding uh, the clocks uh, to their nerve, and it's interact with the, the nerve in real time. So, yeah. Even even though the mesh is not uh, in high quality yet, the mesh that we get, you can still use it to do something nice with the, with the nerve. So that, that's mm. yeah. that's yeah, it's it's the quality is good enough to have uh, some physics on on it. Exactly. Okay. So that's still interesting, and that I agree uh, with you, Guillaume. That still need to improve uh, a lot to, to get a better result in terms of mesh that you get out of the of the. Yeah, it's funny that uh, uh, we we are some kind of getting the same issues that we we thought were solved uh, a few years back by about meshing, for example. We know that there's a lot of algorithm and uh, things that are very efficient, but we, we can see that with the new application of point cloud, these algorithms are not still <laughs> efficient enough. And uh, this is funny to, to see that we are going back to, to what we where we were <laughs> at some point mm -hmm. in, 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 in time. So there is still some work on the meshing parts that we thought you were not the case anymore. <laughs> so this is a good thing for people that are working on this uh, subject. Yeah, yeah, for the rendering, yeah. You basically lose all the light info, so yeah, you get a mesh with texture, but mm. that's definitely not the case. Um, my other subject was the Vive who uh, did a press release about uh, their new inside-out tracker that they should release on the, the third <clears throat> trimester of uh, 2013, uh, 2023, this year. Um, um, I'm impressed about the number of uh, devices that they released. They released an eye and a face tracking for the Focus 3, a wrist tracking. Uh, and now this device. Uh, and then I also some question about how this device which work with a USB dongle and you can have five on yourself. Um, I, I wonder how easy it would be, it would be to calibrate that because uh, uh, it's decorrelated to the, the device inside a tracking uh, or it will be only compatible with the Focus 3 uh, or if you play with the um, Lighthouse, uh, how do you, do you manage the, the merge between the space that you have with the, with the lighthouse and, and this uh, inside of the tracker? So I don't know, Guillaume, if you have some, some thoughts about that. No, I thought this is a nice tracker. Uh, we talked about the Mokopi as well. Uh, I know that Fabien <laughs> was uh, willing to to get one in Japan. Uh, for sure, if it's a if it's an inside-out tracking, it should be better than the the, the accelerometer and gyroscopic uh, gyroscopic uh, uh, trackers. But yeah, I, I wonder about the the occlusion when you are putting it on yourself. Uh, is it, when you have the helmet, it's always 
its view is always clear and the tracking is a is a, is working very very efficiently. I don't know about this getting it on your arm on your legs because when you're moving around there should be some occlusion as so I I guess there's a <laughs> they work on this uh, on these cases. Uh, if it works it it, we should, it could be great but the the main uh, question here is the price. I don't know if you you have the yeah. price tag of this. Not yet. They don't yeah. have a name in the, in the about this device. Yeah. Because we know that the Vive, the first Vive trackers are around. Yeah, we we saw we we talked about this, maybe around two two hundred dollars. I guess these ones would be more expensive. So I'm a bit afraid that it would get the. For 400 or 500 mark, and uh, it could be very unproductive for them because uh, if you want to do a full body tracking with at least four of them, it's getting very, very expensive. Mm. Fabien, what do you what do you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, I totally agree. I think the Mocopy tracking is something around four USD, 400 USD, if I'm correct. Uh, so I think it's in that price range. Um, so I, I, I wonder as well, what is their uh, target customer? Um, for Mocopy, it's, uh, it's expensive, but it's cheap enough uh, for, for example, for VTuber. Uh, cool. to use it, uh, which I think is a, is a very big market here uh, in Japan. Um, there is a lot of money in uh, VTubing. Um, I, I wonder, uh, are they targeting more like an uh, industrial um, type of client? Uh, or so B2B or more B2C? Um, I'm, I think that we will have uh, an answer with the price. Uh, when the price yeah. is uh, revealed, um, yeah, yeah. But you know that the, the VR chat for, the, for yeah. people to use the, the VR chat community is very willing to get these kind of uh, trackers. Uh, right now, I, I think they are the the, the main uh, buyers for Vive trackers uh, because they they want to have their hands and and uh, and feet inside the VR world and. Uh, uh, Regarding the the VR chat community, it could be a very very uh, efficient market for them if the price tag is right. I, I was more thinking about the gaming industry where they need to build more and more people, uh, and they are still building you know the, the white uh, ball, uh, the reflective ball that you put on, on yourself, mm -hmm. uh, and it's long to to read someone. Um, and something interesting also that it's uh, they still have their, their, their pin system, like on the Vice Tracker. So you can have some force feedback, for example, on, on, on them, uh, or any, any, or put that in, on any device. So I think for industrial, industrial use case, it would be awesome. However, um, I have the, <coughs> the Quest Pro, and uh, inside the controller, you have the same kind of uh, camera that, uh, filming the environment and it's working great uh, but uh, the, at first when you, when you start the, the, the application in the, the headset you have like one two minutes where you have to move around your 
controllers, so they know the environment, they start typically using Kubeclick in space, otherwise they are flying uh, far from where you are at in space. Um, and there, when you have five different controllers, there's no inside out. Uh, um, links with, uh, for example, if you use it with a request form, I really wonder how the, the calibration and setup could be easy for the for the user, for the YouTuber, for example, to set up. Okay. So yeah, I wonder if it's really a, a good uh, product or not. We'll see. I guess you, you'll be buying one of them if it's not <laughs> too expensive, <laughs> just for, for, sure. for, for you to try. For sure. So I guess this is it for today. If you Do you have any final word or thoughts you would like to share? One, one take, two take, three take. Okay, so we are good to for today. Uh, thank you too for, for your uh, for your topics and we'll see everyone we will see uh, you uh, uh, next week for for the next episodes of uh, lost in immersion thank you and have a uh,